tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is August the 3rd, 2014. Man, have I got a program for you. There is um, there's one question that many of us ask, especially those of us that have the sense to know that there's a greater power, there's something much, much more relevant than ourselves controlling the shots. I am a scientist, people. For me to tell you this, you really, really might want to listen and pay particular attention to every word that's about to come out of my mouth. God does exist. I Half of you right now are either jumping up and down out of some religious emotional uh, binge. The other, others of you are sitting there going, okay, oh, hell, Dr. D, man. Last week you were talking about sex. This week you were talking about God. Are you crazy? No, you're crazy if you don't think that you are a human being experiencing a journey that will involve not only your flesh, but your mind as well as your spirit. I would behoove you to become very aware at this moment, in this very instant, that all of these aspects of whom and what you are are necessary for you to fulfill your purpose for being on this planet. Question is, what does that have to do with talking to the Holy Spirit? I'm going to tell you right now, if you are some religious nut and you haven't been taught properly, uh, don't let your pastor hear this because he will probably not allow you to return to the church. Second thing is, I'm getting ready to teach you what they killed Jesus Christ over, the very Secrets that they did not want him to teach the rest of you, we are going to get needy in those secrets tonight. The reason being is God wants you to manifest everything that you are entitled to on this journey, which you refer to as your life, everything. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to be rich. He wants you to be happy. Believe it or not, he even wants you to have a good sex life. He wants you to... Now, let me say this before some of you nitwits or some of these religious folks start getting you to my... Oh, here he goes. I'm going to go there. Sex was not used for what we're using it for. Many of you are using sex for everything from another drug to recreation. That's not why sex exists. We've just reduced it to that. So when someone like me tells you that God wants you to have a great sex life, uh, you know, many of you want to put your tambourine up and throw it at something, it ain't that crucial. That's part of life. Another part of life is God wants you to be in good health. So that means you need to put them cigarettes down and stop eating and worrying about everything. God wants you 
to live an abundant life. So when you start association, associating, I'm sorry, poverty with piety, you are tripping. I know doggone well. I would not worship a God that you pray to him and you feel like, Lord, you know what, bless me with uh, I need to pay this bill. And God's like, okay, hang on. Hey, one of you angels got an extra five on you. I mean, that is not how this works. Like that lady says on the commercial about that uh, Facebook commercial with the insurance, that's not how any of this works. Many people have misled you, and those who haven't misled you, you're misleading yourself because what you do not understand is that the laws of attraction, the gift of healing, the gift of intuition, the gift of prophecy, all of this stuff comes from the exact same source. It comes from your creator. I, I've had people ask me, well, why do you use the word creator? Real simple. That's who created it, dummy. I am giving you a new way to look at something that has never changed. God is consistent. People aren't. They don't, whatever you do, child, do not put your faith in people. But God is a very consistent God. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go really deep with it tonight. I'm going to teach you how to effectively communicate with the Holy Spirit. I know that just sent some people through the room. Somebody's pastor right now, you need to go ahead and get your money, bro, because when I get finished, you can't tempt these people no more. Um, But here's the reality. First, am I talking against the church? No, I am not. Matter of fact, God wants you to assemble yourselves because you will strengthen yourselves He, however, did not tell you to go to church looking for a husband or a wife or uh, to use church as a substitute for your therapist because your butt needs some therapy. You, you You get therapeutic things at church, but you need to get your therapy from a therapist, okay? And then you might want to make sure that therapist is not crazy themselves. However, and going further, as we seek this communion, as we ask ourselves, how do I get God's attention? How can I have God speak to my spirit? And how can I have him speak to me in such a way that I know it's God and I know it's not me and I know it's not my fears, my hopes? Uh, some, some of y'all are delusional because I've had people come up to me and say things like, you know, Dr. Young, uh, you know, the Lord told me that, uh, I, you know, I'm going to come up this year. Well, God told you you're going to come up. I mean, you know, and then what really gets me is when, <laughs> oh, man, I talked to a lady last week. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call it like it is. This sister, I, you know, every now and then I believe in, in the gifts that God gives people. I believe, I believe that there are people out there, and I've met them. I, I have them all running through my family that have various gifts. And, and let me tell you, before I even go there, why I can speak on this. When my father died some almost 25, close to 30 years ago, I really wondered, did God exist? Because I'm like, okay, this dude made me go to church every Sunday. I couldn't even go outside and ride my bike. I'm, I'm not kidding y'all. If I, if, if I didn't go to church, Cicero Young was not going to let me go do anything. Also, um, every night, I saw this dude on his knees, man. I saw my father praying, and I saw my father reading his Bible and doing all this stuff, right? 
And he wasn't, he was a, what some people that don't know any better would call that being a religious man. My father was not a religious man. He was a godly man, which I think uh, that that's very deep, you know, very deep to be a godly man and, and to be a man of means and a man of integrity. That is, that's phenomenal. And I'm so grateful that as an adopted child, that man was brought into my life experience. So I watched this same cat get cancer. My dad died from pancreatic cancer. And I watched him suffer just just horribly so. I was, you know, a young guy, 20 years old, watching my father die. And at that point, I, I even wondered, I'm like, God, how could you? There's all these people out there. There's Aunt Joella. Never mind. She's dead. But there's the other relatives. Take them. Why are you letting this guy this man that I've seen do nothing but honor you, nothing but worship you, on his knees every night, always telling me how good you are. If, you, if, if you're so good, why ain't you being good to him right now when he needs you to be good to him? Well, now I understand. Now, after getting a degree in metaphysics, I've read every holy book there is from the Bible, the Ching, the Quran, the Tao, the teachings of Lao Tzu. I've read it all. And, and I've read it with a desire to become enlightened. I've read it knowing that there has to be more to this than what I see every day. You know, And, and I'm like you guys. I'm asking God, well, God, if, if you're so real, why is there so much suffering on this earth? And, and why is it that so many people are so ignorant? You know, you, why is it people that are, are Christian think a Jew is going to go to hell? And why is it that people that are ag- agnostic, some people are better just by practice, I mean, by the way they are naturally than other people are by practice. I know people that don't even go to anybody's church, and they're nice, kind, decent people. They're not sitting up gossiping and screwing around on their wives and doing stuff that I see a whole, whole lot of church folk doing. So I ask myself, God, this is really confusing. How can you be real? How do you even exist? And you allow little children to be molested. You allow people to break up a family. You allow somebody to invent something like crack and crystal meth. You allow the dope man to do stuff. You allow people to walk around sagging. I think you should get hit right by lightning in the crack. Never mind. I guess that's a different conversation. But you allow sagging. You know, God, you allow a bad weave. I mean, I'm going there because I'm, some some of this just seems like it should be a sin. You know, you allow somebody to dye their hair blue. Never mind. But you, you're getting where I'm going with this. It's like there's a lot that you see that just to me does not make sense. You know, I'm going to take this a step further. I went to, and for those of you that don't know it, I don't like to be referred to as Pastor Young and none of that. I'm an ordained minister, by the way. I'm really an ordained minister. But the reason I don't share that is because I don't want some nut to start thinking I have to be perfect because God has works with me. So that's the first thing we're going to deal with tonight is you need to get away from these folk that are telling you, that you need to be some kind of way 
in order to have God be part of your plan and your program. That's a lie. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell, not true. The other thing I'm going to tell you is that does not excuse you to start going out and just figure that, you know what, I'll just do whatever I want to do, and, you know, it's all good. You know, God will forgive me. You know, I, you know, he knew I was going to do it before I knew I was going to do it. Well, folks, that is not cool either. That's not acceptable, okay? Now, why am I telling you all of that? Well, I'm telling you all of that because there needs to be some repositioning of your mind in order for you to get what God has for you. The first thing that you have to do, you hear this term all the time, there will be no gifts without repentance. Now, some of us feel that you need to go run down to the Catholic Church or you need to go run down somewhere and to get a, a get that gift from God, to get what he has for you, uh, you need to uh, give the pastor a love offering. Uh, you know, you need to just fast. If I just fast for so long, I'll get rid of No, 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 no. Like that woman again on my favorite commercial with, with, my, with my little Jewish ladies. It's not, that's not how any of this works. That's not how this works, people. It isn't. I'm here to tell you. And, and somebody, and if you think you know, uh, you're going to say, well, Pastor Young, what you know about this? First, I'm going to tell you what I know. I've got more degrees than a thermometer. I've studied every form of religion you can name. But I'm going to tell you my personal experiences. First, I did not believe in talking in tongues. Didn't believe in it, folks. I was messing around with this girl. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not gay, not knocking my, my listeners. Oh, that's your person. I don't want to know what you're doing, but I'm not. And I was, I had, I'm just going to tell it like it is, people. I was at this girl's house and had been doing some kind of interesting thing, activities with this girl that didn't involve clothing. And I was in the shower, and I started talking in tongues. I didn't know what it was. So I called my frat brother, who is a neurologist, and I told him, I said, dude, you know, I think something's wrong. I got a hold of some bad weed or something, man. I was like, I'm in the shower, and I'm babbling, doing it. And he, he asked me, he said, well, are there any really spiritual or prayerful people in your family? I said, yes. He said, well, uh, it sounds to me like you're having a conversion-like experience. And I'm like, converting into what? What are you talking about? And he said, dude, what you described is talking in tongues. And I'm like, okay, bro, I'm getting ready to go because you tripping, right? I call you for help, and you giving me this. No joke. Ladies and gentlemen, I was producing a group years ago on tour called No Compromise. Very Thomas Braxton is a beautiful guy, beautiful saxophonist. He plays sax. He's one of the, he was a music director for Joni Lamb, you know, Marcus and Joni Lamb, right? So Thomas was in this Maranatha church, and I'm not, I'm, listen, when I use my examples, I am not endorsing anybody's church, okay? That's number one, especially if I don't know the people and what they're about. But these guys, you know, they were some praying folks, and so is Kirk Whalem. He's the saxophonist on a lot of Luther Vandross albums, what have you. So, you know, they, they're praying on me, and they say, these guys are all talking in tongues, in a circle, and they start talking about I'm high in the kingdom and all that, and I'm like, Y'all are how something. I don't know about no kingdom, but y'all are tripping. But okay. okay. I mean, some nice guys pray over me, do whatever you want. Now, again, I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang on. So I, I guess many of you know my story. If you don't, I'm going to tell it to you real quick. 
let's just say one night me and a couple of women were at my condo back when I lived in Dallas. Uh, again, having some very adult-oriented activities. Putting it another way, there were three pillows on my bed, right, and we each had a pillow, just put it that way. And the, uh, that night, you know, when I was at the peak of what most men would want to be doing, I just told these chicks, I was like, you know what, I'm really not feeling this, man. I think y'all need to go. So the next day, I get up, I go to the potter's house, which I did not know where I was going, people. I was just driving, and I, I stopped at this one church, and I'm like, nah, uh, this ain't it. Kept going, pulled into another one, nah, this ain't it. So the Potter's house was brand new. It wasn't on TV yet. It wasn't none of that stuff going on. I go in there, and I start crying like a little girl, and anybody that knows me would, will tell you, uh, him, hell no, 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 not him. I'm not the guy. I am not that dude. And I stayed for a second service, right? And I started coming back, kind of like a dope thing going back to the dope house. I was there for Bible study, all this. And again, I am not re- endorsing or condemning anything. T.D. Jakes, I know this cat. He's legit. He's not faking any pimping people for their money. I know this guy, right? So, so the thing is, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm talking in tongues. Something, again, I'm talking in tongues. Now, now you hear what I'm telling you. I did not believe in anybody talking in those doggone tongues. I didn't believe in any of that. Second thing, I ended up with a gift that I, of healing, which I didn't believe in that either. Know it. My son's grandmother had a bad knee, had a hip, I'm sorry, been operated on several times. I prayed over this woman. She just instantly got well. Now, again, now, now you guys, you've got to understand what I'm telling you. This is a guy talking about me that was smoking weed, <laughs> looking at TBN, drinking a Heineken, right? And I'm praying over people, and they're getting better. So one day, Bishop Jakes and I was talking, and, and he made this thing. He said, he, I, asked, I asked him. I said, Bishop, I need to holler at you, bro. I said, excuse me. Uh, why am I still smoking weed if I'm coming to church all the time? I said, I thought God would, like, take that away. He said, well, are you bringing people with you? He said, how many people you bring with you every Sunday? And I was like, oh, a couple. He said, what about Bible study? I said, I bring a few. And he said, well, where do they come from? And I said, South Dallas. Now, if any of you know anything about Dallas, Texas, South Dallas is where all the dope is. That's where the weed is. That's where everything that you do not need is in South Dallas, right? So I'm I'm like, Bishop says, he says, but I want you to hear this. He said, everything that you do, God is going to get some glory out of that, and it's working for your good, okay? That is exactly what he does. Going further with his story. So now, all of a sudden, I start losing this appetite that I had, for we, one day I just splashed it down the toilet, quit smoking. So, and, and I'm going with going into this about hearing from the Holy Spirit. So, just stay with me on this, y'all. As as I kept going down this path, I I was a I had a I thought I was the official booty inspector for the United States African American community for men. You know, if you had a nice butt, I was gonna look at you 
and probably try to get your number and some other stuff. Next thing you know, God's even checking me in my favorite pastime, which was butt watching. You know, some people watch birds. I was watching booties. And God checked me with that. So here's the first sign for you that you are getting positioned or are in the position to start hearing from the Holy Spirit. The first sign is stuff that you would normally do. You are losing your appetite for it. I didn't say you stop doing it. Some of, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check because I can feel I'm very discerned. If you've uh, ever followed my, me on Facebook or anything, I get these messages from God, and I will get them. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it real with y'all. Typically, I get these messages when I'm going through hell myself. And God has me, he sends me, I, it will be 3 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon, whatever. I will get up and, and just it just comes out. I just sit in front of the computer and my hands just get to typing, you know, and that's probably why some of them typos in there. That ain't God, it's me, folks. But the truth is, I get, you know, he gives me these impartations. I'll meet people, don't know them from Adam, and God will tell me, tell that person that, you know, their child, need, that they need to go to the doctor. Or, you know, everything's going to be okay. Stop worrying about the car note that it, it's going to come through. And I will see these people later, just by incident, you know, and they will come to me. I don't know you. I've seen you on TV. You walked up and you said something to me, and it scared the crap out of me because it happened. So I'm telling you. God is real. This is how I noticed, and that's why I told you the Cicero story. That's I told you about the two honeys and a biscuit, and I was the biscuit. That's why I told you about the butt watching. I need you to know that you don't have to be some religious nut running around here with some hypocrite to have God use you. You don't. You don't. You don't have to be perfect. Matter of fact, I'm going to mess up some of y'all. You don't have to be at church every Sunday. I'm not telling you don't go, but he still is going to communicate with you. Now, let's get into some science on this. It says in the Word, and I don't care which version you read, Bible, the chain, Quran, Tarot, whatever, you're going to find some content in any of these uh, inspired documents because you know, God used people to write these documents. That's why they end up getting um, edited down and watered down. That's why you hear this term that it's the spirit of the law that matters because the letter of the law can be perverted. I'm going to repeat that again. You need to write that down. The spirit of the law is where God resides. He does not reside in the letter of the law. That's why a murderer can go to jail and get acquitted. Because the letter of the law can be manipulated, but the wrath of God cannot be manipulated, right? Remember that one. Second thing, a third thing, I guess I should say, um, the mission that you're on, and this is for you, and you know who I'm talking to. You, if this is for you, you know it, because God's going to give you some signs, uh, and that's why I'm not taking calls yet. I see that I've got a couple of phone lines already lit up. And please, I'm going to tell you this, do not call tonight trying to preach to nobody because I'm just going to drop you like a bad habit. That is not what this is about. Second thing, if you are calling and it's some good stuff you want to share, uh, you need to make your story quick because millions of people are listening to this show, and you are not going to use my program to try to play no games with nobody's spirit. I take this very serious, so I'm just going to warn you, 
If that is why you're calling, I will probably hang up on you because we're not, we're not doing that. You can go to church and play with people's lives. You can't do it on my program. Um, but what happens now for you is that God did tell you to do what he told you to do. Now, I'm getting some visions. One, somebody has started a business, and you're really wondering why it's not working because you know God told you, and you quit your job. You pretty much invested your last penny in this business. I want you to know that God is not going to let the business close. However, there's some things that you need to do. Here's the first thing you need to do. You need to be still. Humble yourself and pray. Now, let me. I'm going to teach you how to pray, and I'm going to do that right now. Um, the first thing is the mistake that you're making for many of you is you're thinking the content of your prayer is the same thing as a prayer, and it's not. It's really not. The words don't matter. You know, I don't care. You can say in Jesus' name all you want. If you don't believe it, it ain't going to work. You can touch and agree with two or three more hypocrites. I mean, people, sorry. That ain't going to work either. Because prayer is a metaphysical technology. And the way that it works is utilization of emotion mixed with belief, mixed with passion, mixed with expectation. I'm going to say it again. Prayer, get your pen and write this down because don't try to remember what I'm going to tell you because some of y'all right now, you need to pray. You need to get this right because if you don't, what you are wanting to bring into manifestation is not going to happen. Some of you have this foolish belief that if you take some olive oil and anoint your head and pray, or if you pray until you got snot bubbles coming out your nose, or if you pray facing the east or the west, let me tell you something. The earth is constantly rotating, so you are not facing any particular direction. (laughs) Duh. However, Some of y'all want to argue with that. Don't write me. And I'm not disrespecting my Islamic brothers, so don't you take that the wrong way. What I'm saying, uh, and I'm saying this for religious-minded people, so, you know, I know when I said the thing about praying East, I do want to apologize because all of my Islamic brothers and sisters that worship Allah, I'm not knocking what you do. But I'm saying this to help you do it better. When you pray, You are making an attempt to connect with the other end of existence. And in your attempt to connect with the other end of of existence, you must follow some guidelines. God is a God of order, and he will not be mocked. The way that you do, the first thing that you must do is be quiet, not talk. See, some of you 
start thinking that your prayer begins with talking. That's where you're messing up. You're opening your mouth when you need to shut it. Second thing, when you pray, you need to close your eyes and breathe a deep breath in. And after you think your lungs are filled, inhale just a little bit more. Right after that, feel the gift of releasing that air out of your body. I'm going to say it again. Matter of fact, let's try it right now. And if y'all somewhere where you drive in, don't, you know, um, you can do this with your eyes open, but I prefer if it's possible that you sit in a chair right now or lay down, preferably sitting up, or you can lay down. It really doesn't matter. And I want you to close your eyes real quick because I, I really want you to feel what I'm trying to teach you. Okay? Put the dog down. Put that piece of ham sandwich up. Okay, here we go. I want you to breathe in slowly. Don't make this an effort thing. Just breathe in. And when you think your lungs are full, just breathe in a little bit more. Now, release that air slowly and feel it leave your body. I want you to do it again. Just breathe in slowly. Take in just a little bit more air. And just feel it release your body. Now, now, what you just did was you just shut down the human mind because it says, how can, you know, how can a house divided against itself prosper? So the house he's referring to is your soul, and your soul is where your mind and your spirit come together. So when you breathe in, focus should be on the air coming into your body. And your focus should be on the appreciation of just your breath and allowing that to go back out of you. That's step one. You will have thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, when you first start doing this. But your issue is when the thought comes to release it. Some of you, are so busy worrying about stuff even while you're praying that you are not getting your prayer even made to it. If we could liken this to a cork, I, I want you guys to picture this. A, a cork, put it in water and imagine you got a cork in some water and you've got your hand over the cork and you're trying to keep the cork from popping up. And that's exactly how your prayers are being held up. Your hand represents all them thoughts, the stuff you learn about, people, the dog, the kids, and, and your, the prayer is the cork. So what happens if you let move your hand from the cork? If you had that cork at the bottom of the water, it is going to come flying out of that water and probably pop out the water and come back down, and it will not go back down. And that's how your prayers really work. Your thoughts, these things, that's why it says a double-minded man gets nothing from God. It says without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
No, hey, you guys, we're not going to go to music. We're, we're, I'm going to keep teaching. Um, sorry about that. I need to tell my producers we're not there going, it's time to go for some music. No, it ain't. I'm teaching right now. Uh, your prayer works just like that. So when you, when you do that, you are positioning yourself to let God, the Holy Spirit, your comforter, talk to you. Now, here's some more metaphysical proof, and I'm going to use the Christian Bible, but all of you that are familiar with your religious text, you know content that will sound very similar to the content I'm about to share with you. Here's the next thing. As you breathe in and exhale, I told you thoughts are going to come and go, but you let, don't try not to think about something because try not to think about something. Here's an example. If I tell you right now, do not picture a monkey eating a banana riding a tricycle with a red propeller cap on. Do not picture a monkey riding a tricycle with a red pro, uh, propeller cap on. Matter of fact, do not picture the monkey wearing some blue overalls while he's riding the red tricycle. That is exactly what you're doing when you are trying to Ask God about, God, please, Lord, I need some money. The minute you said I need, you just hindered your own prayer, folks. Stop telling God what you need. Here's proof in the word again. For he knows what you have need of. Look at the birds. They have stored not one grain nor planted anything, but doesn't he feed them every day? Take no thought for tomorrow, for by taking thought, can you add a foot to your height? You've heard that, right? If you haven't read it, it's in there. But the point I'm making is when you focus on the absence of what you don't have, you just create more of it. So here's the next thing. You've heard me constantly talk to you about the laws of attraction. When you keep praying, God, send me a husband, Oh, please, send me a wife. God, I want a Bentley. God, bless me with a pound of weed. Y'all laughing. Somebody didn't pray for a pound of weed. I ain't lying. But, but the Lord, please don't let the police get junior. My child is out in the street selling crack. First, you need to quit letting your child use your car if they're out in the street selling crack and your stupid butt knows it, right? In other words, don't expect God to bless your mess. You can't hear from the Holy Spirit like that either. So let's, let's rewind this thing one more time. You breathe in slowly. Once you get filled with air, you let it out slowly and you focus totally on your breathing. Do not ask for anything. You are blocking what you are entitled to in your asking of it because your asking of it is declaring the absence of it. You're not trying to declare the absence of nothing. You're trying to declare the presence of something, right? Duh. That's the next thing in your prayer. After you are quiet and you're breathing and you've gotten these thoughts to stop coming and going, you will notice certain sensations in your body, and this is what tells you you're connecting with the Holy Spirit. You may get goosebumps. You'll feel like an electrical current going through you. You will be able to not distinguish your foot from your hand or your knee from your elbow. What I mean by that is you will become very almost just listless, 
meaning you can't feel your arms. You have no. You may you may even feel something. You want to scratch it, but you just don't scratch it. And that's the. It says to be absent in the body is to be present with God. I, I hate these old fake wannabe preachers because they use that for funerals. You know, that's to get everybody worked up at a funeral. And she's absent with the body. She's present with the Lord. I'm just, shut up. That is not what that means, you moron. What that really means is that when you put your flesh aside, your spirit takes over. You are a spirit in a body that has a soul that is having an earthly experience. That's why it says in all things, God says he wants your soul to prosper. Isn't that deep? And prosper, we always think about prosperity. We're some greedy folks. Prosperity, some more coins, some dollars. That is not what prosperity is, fool. That is a man-made definition. To prosper means to thrive and to expand. So when God wants you to prosper, he wants you to expand the very spiritual presence that's in you. And the way that that presence is expanded is by you allowing it to amplify itself. I'm going to give you an example, and we're going to go deeper. If I call you on the phone and I say, it's me, what does that infer? Okay, some of us are slow, so I'll just tell you. It means you know my voice. Because if I didn't have to say, hey, this is Dr. Young, this is Dr. D. Yvonne, you know, I, if I didn't say my name and I can just say it's me, that means that you've heard my voice so much that you can, You, I don't need to identify it anymore because it's familiar to you. This is your next step in hearing the Holy Spirit. If you don't do this on a regular basis, how in the heck do you expect to get to know God's voice? I mean, seriously, duh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it. So let's go back again. You take these deep breaths in. You inhale a little bit more and you let it out. You don't think about anything but your breathing. Nothing but your breathing. Allow the thoughts to come and allow them to go. Now we're going to start calling those things that are not as though they are. When you reach that, be quiet and just focus on the breathing. One of two things is now available. God is going to start answering questions you did not know to ask which is really what you want. Because to be honest, there is nothing that says anything that you ask in my name, you believe and you will receive it. You dig? That is true. However, have you ever stopped to think that maybe if you shut up and listen, God can tell you more than what you would know to ask about? Because when you ask him questions, you limit what you are going to get an answer for. You're only going to get your question answered. You're not going to get the knowledge that you really need. I know somebody just lost it right there, but just play this. It's recorded. Just play this back, and you'll catch it. I'm going to say it again. Don't ask. Have enough faith. You've heard this. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Have enough faith, you know, 
the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of that which is not seen, by the way. Have enough faith to just be quiet and be in God's presence. Look, I'm going to give you an example of something. I had, I had this opportunity when I was in Atlanta once. This is my buddy, Greg Goodwin. Oh, Greg, I love you, man. Uh, Greg just buried his father Friday, so praying for the Greg Goodwin family in Atlanta. Um, Greg and I went to the, his cousin, Robert Goodwin, was the secretary of Hispanic, I mean, uh, historically uh, black institutions under the Bush administration, I believe. And he spoke at the Martin Luther King Center and activities and the parade and all of that in Atlanta. And we, it's so funny, we're in his motorcade. When we get to Hartsfield Airport, uh, the, the police uh, motorcycles and the Secret Service and all of this is there. And, you know, they they don't park the cars. They just pull them right on the side. You know, ain't no parking. They just jump out the little black tenant cars and the guys are talking, you know, looking like Jack Bauer on 24. <laughs> they walked in and the flight was, uh, he was late getting to the airport. The secret, he went up to American Airlines back when American was actually a good airline and said, I'm uh, Robert Goodwin and I'm on flight, so and so. And they, the lady said, well, Mr. Goodwin, that flight is already taxing to the runway. I mean, getting ready to pull out the gate. Their secret service walked behind the counter, pushed the woman out the way, basically. This is so-and-so, so-and-so, recall flight number. I'm like, recall the flight? Wait a minute, dude. What kind of power you got? Then when we went through security, you know, you got to go down these escalators in Hartsfield Airport and, and all this. They, they didn't even go through security. It's just all you could hear is beep, 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 all these guns going off. They walked into the plane, had somebody get out the plane so he could put his briefcase in the seat, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, that is some power. And when I, we were leaving, they getting ready to write me a ticket. I'm like, wait a minute, I was with him. And the, and the officer looked at me and he said, sir, he said, it's one thing when he's present. Their privilege is extended when he's present. And he there's dominion when he's present. I'm saying all that to say to you that when God is present, you don't have to ask for anything. He is going to give you more than you could ever ask for if you will just get in his presence. So a lot of you are missing the communication with the Holy Spirit because you want him in your presence. You don't want to be in his presence. You'll get that in a minute. You don't want to be in his presence. You want God in your presence. You want to bring God down to your level to deal with your realities when, in fact, God is the creator of your reality. And if you would allow what he's doing to take form and your communion with him, the Holy Spirit will start revealing things to you. You wondering if Tyrone is cheating on you? You'll know Tyrone is cheating on you. God will show you visions. You will know that you don't have to worry about that job. God will show you where you're going to be working. You will know that the money is coming. You won't be up there trying to do something strange to get some change, laying up with nobody. If you would just be still. What does it say? Be still and know that I'm God. That's deep, isn't it? It says be still. 
It says, enter into his courts, into his presence with joy and praise and thanksgiving, right? Well, that's where the still comes in. If you'll be still, God will bring you in. It says it is better to be exalted than to exalt yourself. That's something I've had to struggle with. My manager, Christina, uh, got in my butt the other day. She told me, she said, you know what, you're at a point you don't need to tell people who you are. If they are around you long enough, they will know. But, see, that's that remnant of my old being where I felt like, you know what, I needed to tell you who I am because the truth be told, I didn't see my own value. I didn't, I didn't see that I was okay enough where I didn't have to tell you who I was anymore. Love you, Christina. Thank you for that. You know, there's some times when some of us, we're so busy operating out of old standards when God is trying to onboard some new standards with you. Now, let's go back to this Holy Spirit thing, because I know some of y'all are going, keep going, Doc. You got me to the point I'm quiet, and you say, what? Stop thinking. I got that point. And I, okay, I'm going to take you to the next one. So you're breathing. You're quiet. The thoughts are coming and go, but you got the thoughts out the way. Now you're listening. You're feeling a little few goosebumps. You, you, you know, you can kind of like tell you just don't want to move anything. Some of you, you may drift off into what you think is sleep. You're not in sleep. You're actually in meditation. And let me give you this one, folks. Ding, ding, ding. Meditation is the highest form of prayer. Did you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Meditation is the highest form of prayer. And I'm not sitting back to my wearing no robe and going, um, and hitting chimes. I didn't say that. So quit tripping. I said meditation means just being quiet. And, and let me give you a hint why this works. In the Bible, it says, or in the Quran, Ching, the Torah, you, you will see where God made the comment. He says, I knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. I yet knew you. It also says man was fashioned in our image. And, and some people go, well, who is our Big Mama Nim? No, it ain't Big Mama Nim. You may have a big nose, but that ain't what they're talking about. It is you were amongst the heavenly host, angels, the essence of the presence of the power of God. Hmm. And before you were born, God told you, and this is here's the proof of this. He says, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I yet knew you. He knew you. And what the you I'm talking about is not the you that you become. The you I'm talking about is the essence of your being, the life force, the energy, the pureness of you. And I know you may have slipped. You you drank some liquor and smoked some whatever and had sex with a man and a woman while a dog looked at you wondering what the heck you was doing, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, deep Beyond your flesh, you're still that being of light. You're still that perfect, perfected being that you were prior to screwing it all up. Next thing, when you pray, don't ask God for anything. Thank him for what you want. And here's how. You you thank God. God, thank you. And I'm going to use an example because I know most of y'all are praying for either one or three things, a husband or a wife, some money, (laughs) 
or some selfish that you think is going to make your life better, more than likely. But uh, even if your prayer is something noble, like for a relative or a friend to get better, you have to understand that all things work together for the good of those, right? You feeling me? So sometimes you may pray for mama and mama ain't going to get better. You may pray for yourself, but you're not going to, because that's just not what time it is. God is teaching everybody something through your suffering. But but I'm I'm going to say this to you. When you pray, and and get your, you got your pen and paper out, write down whatever it is that you want right now. Go ahead and write it down. Just write it down. Come on, come on. Time is ticking. Now, I'm going to say you pray for a car or more money. So when you pray the way you've been praying in ignorance, you're like, Lord, bless me with a new Bentley. Lord, bless me to win the lottery. That's just foolishness. But I'm just saying that's the foolishness that we do. Here's how you really pray. And if you will practice, you've heard this before. See the vision. Write it down. And make it plain. Ooh, this is some good stuff tonight. I'm going to have to listen to this show myself. But it says, see the vision, write it down, and make it plain. Write down what you want. That's the first thing I want you to do. Write it down. Now, the second thing I want you to do is write down and having it, what does it do for your life? And what does it do for those that you love? Lastly, I want you to write down how that blessing changes your life. Now, I'm I'm teaching you something right now about prayer. It says pray unceasingly. You remember reading that one, right? So I'm teaching you how to really pray and how to really get God's favor in your life. Whatever it is that you have need of, and mind you, God already knows what you need, and mind you, he's already answered the prayer while you were yet praying it, right? But here's what I want from you. I want you to write down, and and I'm going to just be corny and try to hopefully this will help you so you can really get this. Because if you get this right, your prayers are going to start getting answered in the next few days within the next couple of weeks, if you learn this. It says, enter into God's presence with joy and thanksgiving. So you can't be coming to God talking about, oh, damn, man, I'm tired of riding the bus. That ain't going to work, boo. That is not going to work. You can't be asking God for foolish stuff. Ooh, I want to get me some number five silky hat. That is not nothing to pray for. You can't be praying, ooh, man, I hope I hope her husband die, you know, because I want that woman. I hope his wife leave. God ain't fixing that bless no mess. So with that said, write down something that makes sense that actually could be a blessing, not only to your life, but to the lives of those whom you love. Now, after you write it down, and this is how, you remember I said at the beginning of the show, I said, Prayer only works when several factors are in play. First, you have to believe that what you're praying for is possible. It says, you know, anything you ask in his name, believing, so you got to believe it. So let's say that you need $10,000, but you don't believe you ever going to get it. I promise you, you're not going to get it. So start with something simple where you're like, Lord, if I could just play a water bill, 
and, you know, fill up the car with some gas, I'll be thankful. Start with something you believe that can happen. Write down, Lord, if I could pay the water bill, people won't be telling me I'm musty and I could wash my hair because this hair stinks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm thinking about that woman from last week. Y'all forgive me. All right, let me get back to this. But, um, you know, you start praying and, and you attach to your prayer passion. That's right. Passion. Uh, 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 appreciation, attach appreciation to your prayer. Attach gratitude to your prayer and be like, Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful for having my water on because now I can take a bath, I can wash my clothes, I can flush the toilet. You know, God, thank you for giving me that extra $150 I need because now I can... Stop asking my girl for some money. I can quit needing to uh, owe folks $10. I can pay some of my debts back. Thank you. Now, I'm going to tell you all, just being honest, I I know this stuff and I don't do it all the time. And I find myself in a tightening. And now the things that the Lord has me doing, I, $100 ain't going to help. I got I got big boy stuff. I'm doing, you know, big boy things. And so my stuff is 5000 2000 3000 10000 types of problems. I don't have no $100 problems anymore because God has moved me beyond that level. And that's what he's doing with you right now, dear one. He is moving you past your comfort zone. That's why when you go, God, you bought me this far. Seems like you done left me. God ain't left you. He's he's teaching you. The fact that you are listening to this program right now is proof the Holy Spirit is directing your path. Something that some of you were like, what, who is this? I got an invite to live. I don't want the Holy Spirit. Okay, well. <laughs> Next thing you know, you tuned in, and now you're sitting up here just, you know, just sopping this up, right? But it's true. Every, I, I assure you, everything that I am telling you, Every last bit of it, I use it in my day-to-day life, and I have done the studying that you haven't done. I've studied this stuff for years. I've studied it in different languages. I mean, everything I'm telling you, they killed Jesus for teaching this. Yeah, they did, because they did not want people knowing this stuff, but it works. You are a spiritual being. At the core of you, at the essence of yourself, you are a spiritual being. So when you write down what you want, write down why it will change your life, why it will change the lives of other people. Write down how it will make you happy because prayer must be reached with an emotion of happiness and joy yeah, it says, and above all things, that you be in joy and that you prosper even as your soul prospers. You remember that? All of this stuff comes right back to the word. God's word cannot do what it cannot return void, right? So what you're doing now is you're learning to have an attitude of gratitude because angels will abandon your butt when you're acting contrary, when you're acting mean and unappreciative. They go. They will not serve you at that point. Neither will anything spiritual. And what you are, and hear me, people, you are the essence of a vibration that is resonating. 
That's why it says you must live a life in harmony. Remember, I'm always talking about the piano, harmony. When your spirit is jacked up, you cease the supply from being made available to you. So here's the next thing about hearing from the Holy Spirit. You cannot hear from the Holy Spirit when you're hearing from distilled spirits and from crack spirits and marijuana spirits and lustful spirits and the spirit of wrath and a spirit of vengeance and a spirit of anger. You hear me? So here's how you get rid of that. Everywhere you go, I want you to start noticing what's around you and finding something beautiful in it. Find God in everything. It says pray unceasingly, P-R-E-Y, like an animal stalks another animal. You need to be stalking the Holy Spirit for your blessings. You never See, some of you, what you're trying to do and make happen, it's not happening because your attitude is so ugly. You have the person right in front of you, and God has already made them notice you. But because they notice you when you act in a doggone fool, they don't bless you. So the blessing wasn't that it wasn't there. The blessing isn't that God didn't want you to have it. You screwed it up because your attitude was jacked up. That's why everywhere you go, you need to be in a spirit of attitude. Remember, entered into the courts with thanksgiving. Well, you remember that little children's song, he's got the whole wide world in his hands? So everywhere you go, you're on God's turf. And on this planet, there are principalities, there are dominions. That's why even Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, wherever you are, you need to be predisposed. You remember I said, hello, is me. What did that mean? You could pick up on my voice. You could hear my voice. You talk to me so much you're familiar with my voice. Everywhere you go, you need to be in this mindset where you are open to find God in the circumstances. Because the Holy Spirit, you know, I love this thing. And for all of my Jewish friends out there and my Islamic and my Buddhist and Hindu friends, I know I'm saying Jesus a lot, but I'm telling you like this, folks, it ain't but one God. It is not but one God. I'm a monotheist, okay? They say theoistic beliefs. Theo meaning almighty powerful one, you know. This is real. Wherever you go, look for God in it, especially in your mirror, because he's inside you. He's inside the person you're dealing with. And, and some of us, we really mess up the presentation because we, we act in some kind of way. But in that, you have to remember that if you want God to answer your prayer, you've got to be in a position for it to get answered. You have to learn how to activate a vibration that resonates with what's been predestinated for you to have. Some of you ladies out there praying for a husband. You done met the dude. You done met two or three guys that could have been your husband. You ran them all off. You had a stank attitude. You were in a situation where you're trying to impress your girlfriends by acting like her instead of acting like you. Or 
you are still with some idiot. You should have been the kick to the curb a long time ago. And the right man was right there, but he didn't meet you because you were in the car with that fool that day. All this stuff was is designed to come your way. The money that you need this week, I'm going to tell you so you can know that I'm uh, that this works. Here's, here's, here's your experiment. First, I want you to write down a sum of money that you, not what you want, what you believe you can have. Because you will not receive anything you don't believe you can receive. Because the universe says, never says no. The other thing I need you to remember this is when you focus on the absence of something, it becomes more absent. So when you focus on, man, if it wasn't for bad luck, I couldn't get no luck at all, you're going to keep getting bad luck. If, you, if your focus is on, oh, man, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay this bill? That is what you're energizing, the debt. It will not go away. So I want you to focus right now on something that is a thorn in your side that you want to go away. And no, you can't be praying nobody dies. Stop being childish. I mean something like, you know, your light bill, your gas bill, getting back and forth to work, getting your car repaired, um, paying your rent. You know, I want you to focus on that. And then I want you to write down, if I, when I pay, don't say if, when I pay my rent, I feel good. Feel, I feel good knowing that my children and myself have a roof over our heads. When I pay my rent, I feel secure. I feel at peace. I feel happy and safe knowing that I have a key to my own door, that I can use my bathroom whenever I want to. See, if you notice something, I just took you from a state of lacking rent to feeling the joy of being secure in your house or in your apartment. Have you noticed you cannot have hope and despair at the same time? You cannot have manifestation and misery at the same time? So the first thing is you've got to change the vibration associated with what you're asking God for, and you change it by writing it down and writing the goodness of how it blesses you and others. That's the first thing, okay? Second thing, I need you to visualize it. While you are writing this down, I see myself handing my landlord the check. I see myself with my landlord extending me grace and mercy. I see myself being fruitful. I see myself lacking nothing. I see myself, write that down, okay? Now, here's your next step. I want you, you remember I told you you're breathing. I want you to read that before you pray. I just want you to read it before you pray, period. Just read it. And, and I mean, for many of us that have really gotten used to losing and gotten used to not having and gotten used to struggling, we need to write it on paper because, you know, the minute you think it, you're going to have another thought that's going to negate that other thought, and you write back to zero. You, you just went up two steps. You just took two steps backwards emotionally. You just took two steps forward mentally. You just took two steps backwards psychologically. You just took two steps forward. See what I'm getting at? You can't keep going back and forth. A double-minded man gets nothing from God. Remember that. Ask anything, believing. So if you don't believe that it's possible, it won't be. 
And you've got to call those things that are not as though they are. Just because you can't see it does not mean it's not there. I'm here to tell you, you can't, you can't see my voice right now, but you're listening to me, right? I mean, seriously, I, you're not looking at your uh, cell phone or you're not on, you're on the computer or on Internet radio looking at me right now, and you can't see this. So you have to concede this thing. Next, I want you to sit down in that chair, lay down on your bed, breathe in. Right when your lungs get just enough air, breathe in a little bit more. And then exhale, and I don't want you to focus on anything but your breathing. Do it again. Breathe in, taking a little bit more than you think you can. And then let it out. And as you focus on your breathing, the thoughts will come and they will go, but let them go to a point where you are focusing only on your breathing. Remember it said, be still and know that I am God. You're going to feel goosebumps. You're going to feel like you can't move your leg or your arm. That's how you know you've gotten into that state away from being present in the body. Remember, to be present in the body is to be absent from God. To be absent in the body is to be present with God. When you no longer can feel the distinction between your knee and your hand, or, you know, you'd, you'd lose the urge to have to swallow or lick your lips. That's how you know. Then just be quiet. The Holy Spirit may give you visions of who you need to call. He may tell you who you need to talk to. See, for some of you, you are thinking that God is going to answer and solve your problem the way you think it's going to get solved. But God's got a different way of solving your problem that unless you be still and quiet, you will never know about it. He may tell you, you know, you're a painter. You owe your rent money. God may give you the vision to go to your paint, your landlord and say, I'm having a problem with my rent, but I'm a painter. I'm a mechanic. Can I fix your car in exchange for my rent? Can I paint in exchange for my rent? Can I weave your hair? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But well, hey, that may be for somebody, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, okay, I, I can, I, I can, I have a janitorial business. Can I do some make ready on some of your other properties? I'll go and clean them up, cut the yard, and you can at least let me pay half of it. I worked. I mean, God will give you visions, and He will lead you into what to say. But you not gonna get. And don't be listening to me right now and try to make that be your idea, unless the Holy Spirit is just making that be billboard big in your mind. But I, these are examples I'm giving you. Now, after you've been quiet, after you allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you, you remember what I had you write on that paper? Start praying, God, I feel so good paying my rent. I feel so good knowing that my children are safe feel so good knowing that I have a key to my door. Feel so good. And remember what I said. Do not say anything that suggests lack, that is negative, because whatever you say in this state will amplify itself tenfold. So if you're like, God, and thank you for not letting me get evicted, your brother's going to get evicted. God told you don't say that. You can't say, God, 
evicted, and you can't say, you know, prosperity in the same sentence. You cannot mix apples and oranges. What did I tell you? A house divided. It says, bring into captivity every wild and disobedient and illusory thought. This is all word I'm quoting you. So in your prayer, no negatives. None. None. Don't pray trying to control other people. And if you say, well, God, I want the judge to have mercy on my son or on him, don't say, just say, God, I see favor for my son in that room. I see favor. Your son, hell, he's a criminal, so maybe he did do it, but instead of getting 20 years, he'll get two. Doesn't mean the case will get dismissed. But be realistic because if you can't believe it, it's better for you to ask God for less and have him give you more. And you had, and you were believing for less and he gave more than for you to be half hypocritically saying more, which you really don't believe and end up walking away with nothing. Okay, that's how this stuff works. And then the last thing in your prayer, be grateful. Just be thankful. Just just have a spirit of gratitude about what it is you're asking the Holy Spirit for. So last thing I'm saying is think about God does not want you to suffer. He doesn't want you to be without. He doesn't want you to be abused. None of that. I'm going to do a part two to this show. This show will be available and archived within like five minutes after going off air tonight. So if you missed any part of it and you need to come back and recapture it, um, you know, just hit it again. For my callers, I know you guys were calling in. The lines were lit up. However, the spirit led me to teach, and that's what I'm going to do. So I apologize for not getting to your calls. Um, but, you know, there's some people tonight that need to get a prayer up there and get it up there right. Remember I said that your prayers are just like corks in water. You could mash that cork all the way down to the bottom because some of you right now are feeling like you're at the bottom. But if you just move your hand out the way, that cork is going to pop up how quick? It's going to pop up and probably pop out. And that's exactly what's going on with you. If you could get your doubt and your fear and your angst and your frustration off of your and off of your hopes, God is going to let the revelation of that which you requested pop out of life for you. I'm going to play something for you, and after that we'll be going off air. But just listen to this, and this would be a good time to, tonight before you start praying and do anything, write down the three things that you need the most from God. Write down why you need them how it will change your life and how it will make you happy and write down how you see yourself being in the having of that which you are requesting. So if you see yourself requesting a car, because nothing's impossible for God, see yourself picking up your kids from school, not going to the club, twerking, but see yourself using the gift that you asked for properly. See yourself being what God wants you to be. See yourself being a walking representation of somebody that's blessed. And if you do that, I promise you, I'm, I'm your proof. If any of you doubt this, I am your proof. I got some stuff going on with me this week. 
And on Wednesday, I'm going to have a testimony to tell you what God did for me. And I assure you, I would not tell you any of what I've just shared with you if it wasn't the truth. I would not have said it to you if it did not work. I want you to know that everything that I have said to you this evening is real and it does work. So with that said, uh, go to the website, drdevonyoung.com. Make sure you register on the website so you can get this content and know when I'm touring in your city. Second thing, go to the Facebook page, uh, the Dr. Devonya. It's not a Dr. Devonya. It's just D. Ivan, for those of you that just love to mispronounce my name, <laughs> the D. Ivan Young page. And uh, hit the like button. But more than anything else, I want you to know that it's already done. I want you to know that uh, what you've been asking God to do for you, your prayers already answered. It's already done. So write it down. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Breathe, meditate, be quiet, let God speak to your spirit. And of all the things, don't forget this, ever. I love you madly. Now I'm going to play something for you. Don't uh, stop listening. I'm not coming back on the air after this is over. But I want you to have an awesome week and listen to this. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit is there with you right now. God loves you, and your prayer has been answered. Hallelujah, you're already
wait, Lord, we anticipate the moment you choose to Worship, we praise until there's no debate And we recognize your role Ready I love you You're already here Oh God, hallelujah You're already here Right You're here. 